Welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna, the podcast that celebrates the power of new beginnings. Are you ready to hit the reset button and embrace change? We believe that everyone has a story to tell, and every day is a fresh start. I'm Vicki. And I'm Joanna. And together, we're your guides on this journey. Through candid conversations, expert insights, and a sprinkle of inspiration, we'll help you harness the courage to pursue your passions and overcome obstacles. So get ready to turn the page and begin anew, because with Clean Slate, every day is a chance to write your own story. Welcome to the latest edition of Clean Slate. We have Jill in the house today. We are so excited to hear, and I think Vicki, for the first time, she doesn't even know what what this is going to be about, but... I know, and I'm Mm -hmm. excited to hear the details because I think some more has happened since you and I talked. So yeah, so take it away. Okay, so just going to talk a little bit about, I also wanted to kind of put it out there to the audience um, about humanitarian parole. And that's kind of what I've been having to deal with um, lately with one of our former mentors um, with Empower. And it is a, it's a legal program to get um, these immigrants into the country. And um, it's, you know, little known. I didn't even know about it for the longest time, but then I started having friends down there who were attempting it or doing it. And I have a good friend who's lived down there for a long time. She was a missionary, and she ended up adopting a daughter who subsequently had a daughter, so she has a little family now and things got so bad in Nicaragua that she decided to move back to her I think she's from Arizona but both her daughter her daughter and her granddaughter being Nicaraguan had to have a a sponsor to come so one of her friends did it and so I've learned a little bit more about the program through that but I've had mentors ask me you know if I would sponsor them to come and because I can't. <laughs> I can't because there's so many mentors and I can't just do it for one and not do it for the others oh, because you asked me first or whatever. So what's the sponsor? I don't so that's what I was going to go into. So best, what I know about it is that you, you fill out some paperwork about if you intend to be a sponsor, you're, you're basically sponsoring someone to come over and you're responsible for them for two years. But that responsibility is, is not as daunting as you would think. Um, it's basically the the sponsor would pay for their for a one way ticket. You would have this this person, family or child or adult, live with you and help them get acclimated. Help them like possibly take English classes or find a job or whatever that may be. Now, in the case that I'm in, and they can be here for two years. Um, they can move about freely. It's not like they have to live with you or stay with you, but that's just how I think the government expects you to at least organize it on paper. So I did have a mentor reach out to me who he was a, well, I've had several. Um, this guy is a former mentor and we've kept in touch and I see him every time I go down there. And so he had asked me, now I know his situation and he has uh, been taking care of his grandparents, his elderly grandparents for as long as I've known him. And, and they're both, their health is declining. And he is just, Nicaragua is just really, I mean, it's never been an ideal place to be. But in the past five years or so, it's just declining and declining. And people are just leaving in droves. Just the oppression, the lack of work, 
the lack of freedom is just it's just changed completely since since I've even been going to Nicaragua. So so many people are trying to leave, but these are actually trying to do it in a legal way. So he had reached out to me to ask me and because I didn't feel comfortable you know, working with Empower, doing this for one kid, because I've already had others ask me to do it. I told him that I would try to help facilitate someone who could. So he has been in touch with me regularly for the past two months, almost every day. And it's just, it just breaks your heart. Because like, for instance, some of his messages was, well, and also side note, he has several relatives that live here. So they've already agreed to pay his expenses to get here. And then he would live with them. He just needs a legal citizen to do the paperwork stating that they're his sponsor is basically how that works. So he would say, please help me. I will always thank you with all my heart. I ask you to see the difficult situation that we're going through financially with my grandparents and I want to leave to help them that they can no longer work. I would thank you by supporting Empower, being a donor. I would do it with a lot of love and supporting the program that's helped me so much. The next day, I'll thank you forever because I want to help my grandparents who can no longer work. God bless you greatly. Please let me know. I'll be begging God that that he can, and I'll be begging for your help. I love you so much, and thank you so much for worrying about me. Um, and, and every day, he's just, he praises God in his time, you know, and I've had to tell him, I don't have any answers yet. I had asked, I actually asked my parents they were looking into it, and then because my dad's on the board of directors, we thought maybe that might not be a good thing. So they were going to ask the church they go to. Every day I'm having to kind of give him bad news, you know, and he just says, okay, in God's time I'll wait, but um, it's desperate. I'm desperate. And the other day I was just sharing that with my friend Kathy, who's been to Nicaragua several times, and she goes to my church, and we've been really close friends for many years, and I was telling her about, oh, you know, Franklin, he's trying to blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Stephen, I'll do it. And I was like, what? He goes, no, I would love to do it. I would, I've, I've been praying about um, God presenting me an opportunity to help somebody, and particularly people in situations like he's in. And she said, and Steve will be on board. And it's just been like rapid pace. They've already filled out the application and everything. And Franklin told his grandparents and said that she just started crying um, just sending blessings to me that that I'm an angel that she can't believe that God's answered her prayers through this so it's just a very you know a lot of people think that's just you know that's not something I can do and that's going to interfere with my regular life and da, 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 and that's what I thought um, but just seeing how how much it means to people who are in a situation that we can't even fathom you know not being able to find work not having food not and your grandparents being sick and not being able to provide them anything you know just I can't even imagine being in that situation so do the the grandparents have any desire to leave and and come to America or are they I I don't know about that I haven't asked him about that but I don't know that they would even be fit to travel I I know years ago he was um he was coming to me crying he'd come to the teen center and he'd just cry because his grandfather was so sick and he thought he was going to die and um so I and I think he has diabetes actually is one of the things but so I don't know that they're even fit to travel but but the fact that he wants to come here and he just wants wants to to work work and send money back and they're willing to part with him because 
they're that desperate. I mean, you know, it's just not something that, that we can understand. That it's because the chances of him seeing his grandparents alive again, yeah, are maybe. very slim. But it's worth it to get out of that impoverished nation so we could come up here, find work, and send that money back so they mm-hmm. can eat. Yeah, Ugh. and provide for their medical and things like that. So. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a worthwhile thing to look into if anybody's feeling that nudge because like Kathy was she's like I've just been feeling something. We have a whole basement that's not being used. And I told her I said, "Well, he doesn't even have to live with you." Um her husband called me the other day and um he was he said that he saw on the website that they had to live with you for 2 months, but I really don't even think there's any oversight into that because they if they move somewhere else and someone caught wind of it and said why are you there well I'm visiting family I mean he can go live with the family and just say he's visiting if he needs to right um so I don't know that that's absolutely necessary that they live with you but um for the two months Steve said he could be there he said we'll help him find some work and then he can go where he needs to go um so that they want somebody in their basement they want to help somebody right so there's got to be other people like that so it is called humanitarian parole if you type that into google it'll come up with the government website and all the information on what you would need to do and you know it's um admirable because they're doing going through this process the legal way Mm -hmm. and that's something worth rewarding you know so i agree i agree and i and you're right i I doubt there is any policing of it since we we have open borders apparently and mm-hmm. where all these people are going all over the country and and I don't think oh, there's yeah. any sort of trace of them no um through the government's eyes so I I doubt that there's going to be anybody knocking on doors going well where is he yeah I mean but, he may have to report you know if he has a job and what it is and things like that but Kathy and Steve are willing to help him just do the the legwork for you know, finding English classes, because if he moves to Miami or California, which is where two relatives are, he will be able to um, communicate because, you know, there's high Hispanic populations in both places. Right. Um, but they want you to, to try to start functioning as, you know, as you're going to be a permanent resident. Right. I think after two years, you can apply for some sort of visa or something. But I see. anyway, it's a very interesting program. So I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, yeah, most people don't. So, wow. do you have other people um, in your circle down in Nicaragua oh, yeah. that want the same thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I figured. <laughs> wow. Everybody wants to leave. Yeah. Oh, what a sad state. I know. Mm. And it, and it didn't. It just. I mean, I've just seen it's. It's better days. At least, you know, people were happy. You know, right. and it's always been impoverished, but there was just not that heaviness when you go. There's just this heaviness of fear, a mm-hmm. fear of a fear of your own, your own government. And it's it, it's palpable. You know, you can just tell. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So sad. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And 
uh, we'll um, have some information in our show notes. And um, I can put the link in there as well. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. do that. And, and of course, if you would like to help empower, we'll put information in the show notes for that in the description. So if you click on the and listen to the podcast, and then if you go back and just look at those details, you'll be able to um, see these links. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. We hope you found the motivation to start fresh. Don't forget to hit subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback helps us bring you more stories of resilience and reinvention. Remember, life is an ever unfolding story and you hold a pen. Embrace the power to create your own clean slate filled with hope, purpose, and the endless possibilities. Until next time, keep writing your story and always be ready for new beginnings.